as promised, this is my second installment of the visions of Alois Erlmeyer, whose prophecies have been examined by the church. He's a controversial figure to some, but I won't go into that here. For that information, see the first part I did on his visions of things to come. Some of this will be a re repeat of what he saw from that video, but I want to focus on his visions of the war leading to the three days of darkness. For Erlmeyer also had visions of that apocalyptic event and gives us an idea of what the condition of the world will be during the three days of darkness. Just a warning, the syntax of this is a bit weird, given that his visions haven't been given a proper English translation. I hope that changes in the near future. But enough of that. The warnings from Alois Erlmeyer, the German mystic. Everything calls peace, shalom, then it will occur. A new Middle East war suddenly flames up. Big naval forces are facing hostility in the Mediterranean. The situation is strained, but the actual firing spark is set on fire in the Balkans. I see a large one falling. A bloody dagger lies beside him. Then impact is on impact. Two men kill a third high-ranked. They were paid by other people. The third murder occurred. Then the war starts. One of the murderers is a small, dark man, the other a little bit taller, with bright-colored hair. I think it will be at the Balkans, but cannot say it exactly. The year before the war will be a fruitful year, with much fruit and grain. After the murder of the third, it starts overnight. I see quite clearly three numbers, two, eight, and a nine, but I cannot say what it means and cannot state a time. The war begins at sunrise. He comes along rapidly. The farmers sit in the pub playing cards when the foreign soldiers look through the windows and doors. Quite black, an army comes from the east, but however, everything occurs very rapidly. I see a three, but I do not know if it means three days or three weeks. It comes from the Golden City. The first worm begins at the blue water in the northwest and goes to the Swiss borders. As far as Regensburg, no more bridges cross the Danube. It, they do not come from the south of the blue water. The impact is on impact. Massed units march from the east into Belgrade and move forward to Italy. Thereafter, three armored wedges immediately advance with lightning speed in the north of the Danube, over West Germany towards the Rhine, without preliminary warning. This will occur so unexpectedly that the population flees full of panic to the west. Many cars will clog the roads. If they would have stayed at home or would not have used the main streets, Everything, which will be an obstacle for the rapidly advancing tanks on high-speed motorways and other fast motorways, will be downrolled. I cannot see any Danube bridges above Regensburg in the, anymore. Hardly anything remains of the big city Frankfurt. The Rhine Valley will be devastated, mainly by air. I see three spearheads coming. The below spearhead comes along over the forest, but then pulls up itself northwesterly alongside the Danube. The line is, for instance, Prague, Bavarian Forest, and Northwest. The blue water is the southern boundary. The second spearhead goes from east to west over Saxonia, the third from northeast to southwest. Now I see the earth like a ball before me, on which lines of the airplanes step out, which do now fly up like swarms of white pigeons from the sand. The Russian does not stop anywhere, while running in his three wedges. Day and night they run in order to reach the Ruhr district, where the many furnaces and fireplaces are. Immediately the revenge comes from across the large water. However, the Yellow Dragon invades Alaska and Canada and the west coast at the same time, but he comes not far. The second spear comes westwards over Saxonia towards the Ruhr district, exactly like the third, 
which goes from northeast to westwards and over Berlin. Day and night, Russians run. Inexorably, their target is the Ruhr district. I see the earth like a ball again before me, on whom the white pigeons fly near, a very large number coming up from the sand, and it rains a yellow dust in a line. When the golden city is destroyed, it begins. Like a yellow line, it goes up to the city in the bay. It will be a clear night when they begin to throw it. The tanks are still driving, but those who sit in these tanks become quite black. Where it falls down, everything will be dead. No tree, no bush, no cattle, no grass. This becomes withered and black. The houses still exist. I don't know what it is, and so I cannot tell it. It is a long line. Who, go, who goes over this line dies. The ones who are on one side cannot go over to the other side. Then everything at the spearheads breaks down. They all must go to the north. What they have with them, they throw away. Nobody will come back anymore. The airplanes drop a yellow powder between the Black Sea and the North Sea. Thus a death strip is created, straight from the Black Sea to the North Sea, as wide as half Bavaria. In this zone, no more grass can grow, let alone humans live. The Russian supply is interrupted. Swarms of pigeons ascend from the sand. Two herds achieve the combat area from the west to southwest. The squadrons turn towards the north and cut off the course of their third army. From the east there are many caterpillars, but in the caterpillars everybody is already dead, although the vehicles keep rolling on in order to gradually stop automatic. Here the pilots also throw off their small black boxes. They do explode before they touch the soil and spread a yellow or green smoke or dust. What comes in contact with this becomes dead, whether it is a human, an animal, or a plant. For one year, no organism is allowed to enter this area. Otherwise, it will expose itself to the largest mortal danger. After the Rhine, the attack is finally repelled. From the three spearheads, no soldier will come home anymore. These boxes are satanic. When they explode, a yellow and green dust or smoke arises. Everything that comes in contact to it is dead, whether human, animal, or plant. The humans become quite black, and the meat falls off their bones. So sharp is the poison. By natural catastrophe or something similar, the Russians suddenly evade to the north. Around Cologne, the last battle has started. At the Rhine, I see a half-moon, which wants to devour everything. The horns of the sickle want to close. What this means, I do not know. Then they are flying to the north. In the center, there is a mark, where lives nothing anymore. No human, no animal, no grass. They fly to the quiet north, where the third spearhead had come in, and do cut off everything. So they will all be killed. Nobody from these three armies will come back home anymore. But then I see someone flying, coming from the east, who drops something into the large water, so that something strange will happen. The water lifts itself as high as a tower and falls down. Then everything is inundated. There is an earthquake and half of the big island will sink. The whole action will not last long. I see three lines. Three days, three weeks, three months. I don't know exactly, but it won't last long. A single airplane, which comes from the east, throws something into the large water. Then the water lifts itself as high as a tower and falls down. Again, everything is inundated. There is an earthquake. The southern part of England slips into the water. Three large cities will be ruined. One will be destroyed by the water. The second is located so high in the sea that you can only see the church tower and the third falls in. One part of England disappears when the thing falls into the sea, which the pilot drops. Then the water lifts itself as high as a tower and falls down. What this thing is, I do not know. 
The countries at the sea are endangered of the water heavily. The sea is very unrestful. The waves go as high as a house. It foams as if it would cook or boil in the underground. Islands disappear and the climate changes. A part of the proud island sinks. The thing falls into the sea, which the pilot drops. Then the water lifts itself as high as a tower and falls down. Again, what this thing is, I do not know. When it comes, I do not know. Now, war is not the only thing Erlmeyer warned of. His messages included warnings of things to come that were tied to that event. That war would give birth to or be preceded by Russian Europe. He's not especially clear on this point. I present them, though, as if they were to occur as a consequence of that war. Thus of the warnings of revolution follow. The city with the Iron Tower becomes the victim of their own people. They ignite everything. Revolution is, and everything is going wildly. The islands before the coast sink, because the water is quite wild. I see large holes in the sea, which will be filled, when the enormous waves return. The beautiful city at the Blue Sea sinks almost completely in the sea, and in the dirt and sand, which the sea ejects. I see three cities sinking in the south, in the northwest, and in the west. The large city with the high iron tower is on fire, but this has been done by their own people, not by those which came from the east. And I can exactly see that the city is made equal to the ground, and in Italy it is going wildly too. They kill many people there, and the Pope flees, but many clergymen will be killed, many churches collapse. In Russia, a revolution breaks out, and a civil war. The corpses are so much that you cannot remove them off the roads anymore. The cross comes to honors anew. The Russian people believe in God anew. The large ones among the party leaders commit suicide, and in the blood the great guilty is washed away. I see a red mass mixed with yellow faces. It is a general riot and horrible killing. Then they sing the Easter song and burn candles in front of sacral pictures. By the prayer of the Christians, the monster of hell dies. Also the young people believe anew in the intercession of God's mother. But all of this may be leading to the three days of darkness. Marie-Julie Jehenny is not the only seer to warn of that apocalyptic event. Erlmeyer gives us gruesome details of what may be to come. Here are his words on that. During the war, the big darkness comes, which lasts 72 hours. It will become dark at a day during the war. Then a hail impact, consisting of lightning and thunder, breaks out, and an earthquake vibrates the earth. Please do not go out of the house at that time. The lights do not burn except candlelight. The current stops. Who inhales the dust gets a cramp and dies. Do not open the windows. Cover completely with black paper. All open standing water becomes poisonous, and also all open standing meals, which are not in the locked containers. Also, no meals and glasses, because they would not cover it up completely. Outside, the death by dust goes around. Many humans die. After 72 hours, everything is over. But again, do not go out of the house. Do not look out of the windows and keep the candlelight burning, and pray. Overnight there will die more humans than in the two world wars before. Do not open a window during the 72 hours. The rivers will have so little water that you can easily pass them. The cattle falls. The grass becomes yellow and dry. The dead humans will become quite yellow and black. The wind drives the clouds of death off to the east. Thus the three days of darkness are temporary and not only frightful to behold, but poisonous to the body. Remaining in shelter is the only means of survival, and that must be done in a state of grace and in prayer. But Earl Meyer leaves us with a sign of hope, a sign of the peace to come. After the victory, an emperor is crowned by the fleeing pope. 
How long all this lasts, I do not know. I see three nines. The third nine brings the peace. If everything is over, a part of the inhabitants have died, and the people are frightened of God anew. The laws which bring death to the children become invalid after the clearing. Then peace will be a good time. I see three crowns flashing, and a gaunt old man will be our king. Also, the very old crown in the south comes to honors again. The pope, who had not to flee across the water for a long period of time, returns. When the flowers bloom on the meadows, he will return and mourn for his murdered brothers. After these events, a long lucky time comes. Those who will experience it will be very happy and can praise themselves lucky. But the people have to begin there, where their grandfathers began. Thus the warning of Alois Erlmeyer. Again, some of this was repeated in my earlier video, but the warning of the war and his insight in the angelic pope and holy king are not. So let me know what you think about this in the comments. I, again, I understand the syntax of this was pretty awkward, but I hope you were able to um, really follow along. Let me know what you think. I look forward to reading those comments. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.